listeners, I'm Z. And I'm Ash. And welcome back to another episode of Mistakes in the Making. Basically, your friendly neighborhood <laughs> crackheads Ashnan Zara chatting about their week, talking about how difficult it is to be an adult. So if you don't have friends to complain about your life to, listen to us. <laughs> Talk back to us. Be crazy like us. <laughs> Please don't do that. But also, yeah, we all do that sometimes. Wait, do you talk to yourself sometimes? No, but you know what? My roommate and my sister have like noticed that sometimes I like mumble stuff to myself and I've realized that when there's something super important and I'm like, oh, I can't forget that, I will just mumble it to myself. Yeah. No, I like that. I talk to myself sometimes. I mean, we all have these tendencies. Not in like a creepy way. I just be like, Ashna, stop doing that. And then people hear me and I'm like, stop doing that. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, you are your own best friend. You look out for number <laughs> oh, one, which is you. fucking depressing, bro. <laughs> no, but think about it that way. Like, if you won't look out for yourself, who will? Hopefully other people. But in case they don't, me as well. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> no, I feel like I've been having a little bit of an epiphany. And I'm like, wow, the world is very cutthroat. I feel like I was looking at the world through an idealized lens. But no, mm-hmm. no one's going to look out for you the way that you can look out for yourself. No one's going to understand your needs the way that you understand your oh, of needs. of course. Of course. Because you get you more than anyone else. So, yeah. Also, in all honesty, I've been watching like a ton of serial killer documentaries. And I'm convinced that the fact that I lived in San Francisco for four years and like touch wood, like nothing happened was a miracle. <laughs> really no like seriously and then i watched mind hunters and i was like wait oh, I all love these no but all the killers on it, it turns out mm-hmm. they were all like real killers and like yeah dude you should see their like real life interviews no but a staggering amount originated in like the bay area like you know oh. that really tall guy who would like the sorority ed. house killer ed yeah yeah his first victims he picked them up at berkeley oh <laughs> yeah they wanted a ride to santa cruz so he was like okay let me pick you up at Berkeley so he like picked them up and like killed them there uh you know that crazy guy who had started the cult what's his name there's so many people that's Manson yeah 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 so Hmm. Manson's first cult victim was a librarian at UC Berkeley I'm like, this is just insane. And then I watched that Richard Ramirez documentary and he did these horrific killings. He would just break into Mm. anybody's house in LA. And then he just stopped in LA for like two weeks, went to San Francisco, did killings there and then came back to LA. And I'm like, why? Why is the Bay Area just full of this like crazy crime? That's mad. Something in the water. You should like research this properly. No joke. I think I should. I'm sure like some like random conspiracy theories there that could be interesting. Don't get too lost in it, but like never I know. I distinctly have this memory of the first day when I got off the plane from Bombay and I was in San Francisco mm-hmm. and uh, my mom and I had a chauffeur drive us to Berkeley and he was like, oh, good luck at Berkeley. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was just like, well, sometimes people have a fond nickname for it. It's Berserkly. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was like, what? Your poor mother. (laughs) (laughs) She must be like, I'm spending so much money to send her here. Honestly, (laughs) dude. Mental health and poverty were just things that happened extremely often on Mm. campus. Like, I I would say every day I saw someone who was, like, mentally ill there. 
Mm. Um, to the extent when my mom, when my mom came to visit me um, when I was a sophomore, my cousin had just joined as a freshman. And my mm-hmm. mom took the two of us for like lunch to this really cute restaurant and we were sitting street side and we were just chatting and chilling and suddenly this really like insane person came and just started having a very in-depth argument with a lamppost. And my oh. mom was just like horrified and really? I realized, oh my God, my cousin and I are so desensitized to it because we live here. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, I honestly, I felt the same way. So I studied in like the rougher part of London and like you know you just get used to like seeing shit on the road and you're like oh that's so like goldsmiths or so like lewisham which is the mm-hmm. area but then when like my friends from back home came they're like oh this road's a little shady shall we take the main road and i'm like dude i walk this road every day like i don't even realize it now but i feel like every time when we come back to bombay we notice more of it at least for me yeah like i've never really looked at bombay but then when i'm like far away from it for a while and come back i'm like wow the lot goes on on the road it makes you question if it's the first time that you noticed it or if it's you know i think it's genuinely that we would just get so desensitized oh, yeah, to the abnormalities definitely. within our society the more we exist in it yeah yeah it's that's insane. horrible that's so horrible no but that's how a lot of mental health issues go undetected we just think of so many mm. things as being normal for instance this week i feel like i have been under a lot of pressure i've had so much work to do and i'm also recruiting for new jobs mm-hmm. so i just felt like you know i was looking at jobs that i was interested in and i was looking at ones that paid well because I'm interested in that. <laughs> and I realized that a lot of these companies have very demanding hours in the sense mm. where like 70 hour weeks are normal. And I was mm. speaking to a few of my friends who actually work in these kind of jobs and they were like 70 hours that's nothing. And I was just like what what happened to like work life balance? And I yeah. think we've gotten normalized the idea that it's okay to for your job to be everything in your life. Yeah, no, I get that. which is very problematic. I feel like everyone at this age especially just thinks like they have to make their work a priority, mm-hmm. which is great. That's amazing. Of course, it is really important to do well the next 5 years. But also like there comes a point like I've been working for what two and a half months now and initially I was very like obviously all in at work, but then after a couple of weeks I was like I need to have a life outside this. Like I can't be the person that just like goes to work and comes home and always talks about work because like what's the point of living? Like you go to work so you can live a good life, you know. You sound like that guy from Emily in Paris who was like talking to Emily and he was like you Americans, you live to work whereas over here we work to live. <laughs> no, but on the real though, I feel like there's this notion that when you've just graduated from college and when you're in your early 20s you have to work extremely yeah. hard if you yeah. want to make it and be someone. Yeah, no, I completely get that and we all should. Like I enjoy work and I feel like I work so hard, but then the second I'm on my way home, I'm like, okay, this is another part of my life that I refuse to bring work into. You know, if there's an emergency, if I'm needed, I will be there. Mm-hmm. But if not, then you know, I'm going to enjoy my life. Like you have to separate. Like initially, I feel like, you know, you just we're not used to like working such long hours. Like uni was hard, 
but like we still did it on our own terms and we could like yeah. get drunk every other night and like sleep we late really wake could. up late like we can't do that shit anymore and it's just yeah i don't know okay you're talking to the girl who woke up in the morning worked out went to work met a friend for coffee is now recording this episode has to have dinner with her parents after do two hours of work for class and then go out for a spin so i don't know jesus i'm running on nothing (laughs) no dude you're talking to the girl who slept late because she was working on a recruitment essay woke Mm. up prepped for her interview the next day, started memorizing terminology and started making talking points, then went out for lunch to meet a friend, mm. uh, then went grocery shopping and did, and like, you know, shopped for medicines, then went for a workout class, mm-hmm. then came home and had to like, you know, shower, straighten up, look good and submit said application that was being worked on in the morning and then realized that they had to record an episode <laughs> and is now recording an episode and is then going to have dinner and then start work working uh, and submitting work dude, for her current job. I love that our days are so busy, but they're busy with like a little bit of time for self-care, a mm-hmm. little for like socializing and like fam and then also work. I think that is like a pretty good balance I I don't know see here's the thing here's the thing Hmm. I feel like we are so trapped by the idea that you have to be busy and be working hard in your Hmm. early 20s that a lot of people just end up working extremely hard but Hmm. don't ask themselves questions like is this what I want to do forever is this something that will get me somewhere because I think to a large extent it's a fallacy that if you work extremely hard when you're young you will have time to enjoy life later i don't think that's no, true dude absolutely not i always think of zindagi na milegi dobara the stupidest thing ever <laughs> and you know when rithik's having that fight with her his like ex-girlfriend and in her yeah. british hindi accent she's like tum apne kaam ko life mat banao and all okay the accent questionable but like <laughs> that kind of does make sense like we see so many people at our age that are just like oh work 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 and like nothing else like you haven't seen them for months because they don't want to socialize they're too busy and i just feel like aren't these people gonna burn out like yeah the plan is to work and like you know give it your all for the next few years so you're set for life but then will you have a life after i don't know i feel like i'd completely burn out you know what's mad so at the time when i watched that i was like oh that girlfriend doesn't know what she's talking about he's working as an investment banker he's literally mm. made it and i thought she was just being stupid and i think to an extent maybe the character was written in such a way where she was supposed to be taken not so seriously but now, as an adult, I'm just, like, really thinking about the kind of life he had. And yeah. to an extent, I feel like I understand why some people elect to have a very hectic and busy work schedule. I know for a lot of people, it's mm. not even a choice. It's just what they have to do to make ends meet. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, to a large extent, this whole, you know, give up your life for your work is another example of Americanization 
in other cultures. Mm-hmm. I once read this article where America's influence on the rest of the world was described. And, you know, they said things like McDonald's opening up in various countries and then obesity rates rising. And another instance where they highlighted America's impact on the rest of the world was the notion of toxic work cultures. Yeah. Such that it's important that you give essentially your entire soul and energy to your job because that's how people will measure you as a human. That's how people will value you. And that's how you will define yourself as a person. Yeah, no, I absolutely hate that. And I feel like in Bombay, that's what we're meant to do. But then I see like my relatives in Gujarat and it's this fixed thing there that like during lunchtime, everyone will either go home for lunch or like take that one hour off, have a small little nap always. They're like beds everywhere and then go back to work. And they've like followed this for like hundreds and hundreds of years And, like, the work culture is apparently, like, a lot, a lot better. I love that. Like, I've been speaking to some of my colleagues who work there and, like, just talking about, like, how their day is. And that they just, like, that one hour is so separated where they can take some, like, personal time off in the day and spend it however they want, nap, like, play some shit on their phone and just go back. And everyone's so much happier. Like, I feel like Americans... They always do this, okay? This really pisses me off. So, like, yeah, they're like, first, you've got to work, work hard. Now they're introducing the concept of, like, sleeping pods. And, like, they're doing studies on, like, people, like, napping during work hours. And, like, how it, like, affects stress levels. And I'm like, just why can't you do it in the first place like the rest of the world? Why must you become toxic and then find ways not to be toxic when the rest of the world wasn't toxic in the first place? I fully agree with that. I mean, there's so many different cultures, but I feel like for the longest time, American culture was such a dominant force that other cultures were considered like primitive. Like, oh, if you don't follow it and do it our way, then you're clearly doing it wrong. And now the ramifications Mm -hmm. of all of that are being shown as being extremely unhealthy and toxic. And they're like, okay, maybe we need to go back to what you guys were doing, but they don't want to admit that they were wrong. So they're like, oh, have you seen our latest study? Sleep pods, they're all the rage. Honestly, honestly. It's ridiculous. They do this when it comes to everything. Everything. Like, I can't enjoy yoga anymore because of Americanization. Please don't get me started. Oh, there was this one yoga place at Berkeley. Mm. And I only went there once because everyone was like, oh, yoga, it's so amazing. And there was some white lady who called herself Sheetal. Mm. And she was like teaching yoga there. And I was just like, I can't handle this. Where did I go wrong in life? My ancestors are just cringing so hard now. This is just not okay. They'd be like, oh, I'm a yogi. Namaste. Also, imagine paying $40 so that some white woman can teach you what our culture developed. Why the fuck did you pay $40 for yoga in America? My friend dragged me. By a white. She was white. Oh, I I should not have listened to her. We're not friends anymore, if that makes you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) And you know what the thing is? I think people expected me to be amazing at yoga because I was brown and I wasn't. Yeah. And I'm very distracted as a person and I can't like focus on my breathing. And I just didn't like it. No, just because like how all of us are supposed to be good at Bollywood, no? Whatever that means. Oh yeah, Bollywood dance classes for fitness. Oh my God, you're Indian. Do you like Bollywood? Can you show me Bollywood? 
what the fuck yeah <laughs> you know i always thought that people asking indians if they are hindi religion or like you know if they speak hindu yeah. was like high key like just a stupid joke but then someone actually asked me that and i was like oh no ignorance ignorance honestly. everywhere but yeah um, apparently um huh. the notion you know how we spoke about the work nap culture mm-hmm. how it was developed here but then americans were like no that's not right and now they're kind of taking it over apparently it's called neo colonization yeah yeah let's read out like the definition i think it might be beneficial Neo-colonialism is the practice of using economics, globalization, cultural imperialism and conditional aid to influence a country instead of the previous colonial methods of direct military control or indirect political control. Yes. <laughs> is that neo-cultural appropriation then? Yeah, in a way. Wow. In a way. Have we discovered something new? We've discovered something new. Probably not. We're oh. probably too stupid to like have known this before. No, 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 no. Give us credit. We are very smart. All right. We are two intelligent girls who have a podcast where they just ramble about how much life is insane. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm just struggling with like the work-life balance and I realize that work is just too hectic for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to move cities maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to miss you. Let's not talk about that. I'm going to sad. <laughs> anyway, isn't it wild though that like our whole life right now at this moment is just TBD. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Am I the one becoming really existential right now? That's so weird. You're usually the existential I'm a one. I'm pessimistic. You're usually the optimistic one, Sara. It's been a rough week Damn. and we've been seeing that like 3, three weeks, weeks in a row. No, is it just a rough <laughs> life? I don't know. <laughs> is it just a rough year or rough 2021? Stop it. It just started. Don't do this to me. But yeah, how okay. are you like how would you deal with work life balance in the future? I mean, I can tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm literally cutting back on work. I'm being like, "Sorry, I have too much on my plate now. I can't take that project." Yeah. I I know certain projects drain me so I'm actively declining them okay. and I know some mm. projects like this podcast make me feel happy so I'm actually investing time in it. Oh, cute. Indeed. Yeah. Very cute I am. But I also I feel like right now even I just feel like so optimistic like oh I've nailed this like work life balance. I have a social life, some time for self-care and work. but i feel like in the future our life is going to be a lot more busy like for people that choose to have families and kids just fucking imagine bro cuz i still want time to socialize i still want time to myself have to give time to the kids and husband and work and i just yeah it's going to be hectic i was speaking to my friend and i was just like you know i always thought ostriches were really strange birds because sometimes they just bury <laughs> their head in the sand and i'm like what is wrong with you you flightless bird you can't fly you're useless at the one thing birds are designed to do failure <laughs> and i was really rude to ostriches then i started to think about actual work life balance and having a family and i was like wow the things i would do to just bury my head in the soil right now <laughs> honestly i feel like we'd be those kind of mums that like steal our kids dessert and lock ourselves in the room and eat it in peace while they're like crying outside sounds horrible but like kind of appealing at the same time i think i'd be the kind of mum who would like start my kid a stock portfolio the minute they can like put a thumbprint on paper 
I'm talking about chocolate and dessert and you're talking about stocks. This is very amazing. Do no because the stock market is going through things right now and it's actually interesting to like think about that. Like legit Bitcoin is having yeah. a mad moment. Elon Musk invested a billion dollars on Tesla's behalf into Bitcoin. Also Elon Musk just as like for as a joke for kicks just tweeted out doge and then doge coin a coin that's based on a meme that's yeah. supposed to be a joke just the value just went through the roof and I'm like imagine having that much power where you just like buy a stock then tweet about said stock and then stock shoots up what would you do with that much power I would control the market and I think I might break it Ooh. remind like, me to always be on the internet side. yeah I'll break the stock market. It'll be fun. Dude, I was pretty much for GameStop. Do you want to... Should I explain what happened? Go on. I love that you're so excited when you talk about these things. So please, go <laughs> Thank on. Thank you. Wait, so how much do you know about GameStop stock? Like, did you see the memes on Instagram and Twitter? Yes, of course. But explain everything to our listeners as well. So essentially, GameStop was like a store where everyone could go and buy video games but of course now everything is digital and you can just buy games on like the internet mm. and you, it's a software you don't actually need like a physical disc for gaming so oftentimes what all these hedge funds do to really really put it basically is that they bet on things so they were like you know all games are digital now gamestop is like a dying company and they started to bet against it so they actively invested their money against gamestop yeah and a lot of people on reddit were like that's really rude gamestop is nostalgic to us we are gamers let's just put our money into gamestop and they started to make memes about how you know gamestop meant so much to them might as well invest money in it gamestop is dying we can save it and they started to create really funny catchy viral memes mm-hmm. and my friend saw one of those memes on reddit and he sent it to me and gamestop was valued at $30 per share at that point and he was like i'm buying it i love gaming and i was like okay go for it i'm not that stupid and then within a month gamestop became so big and Elon Musk tweeted about it and the stock went from $30 a share to $300 a share and peaked at 400. Mm. So imagine if you bought like 10 shares at $30, now suddenly you have $4000 worth of shares. Honestly, memes are so important now for like cryptocurrencies. Like it's just, it's going to be so interesting when like Gen Z runs the world. No, but I feel like we already are taking over. Like take for instance with this GameStop incident, all these hedge funds that bet against GameStop lost a lot of money. Like two, three hedge funds went out of business and they got so upset that hedge funds demanded government regulation because they were like, oh, all these other random investors who are using these apps that make it very easy for anyone to invest like Robinhood. Mm-hmm. These people are ruining the market. And then Robinhood actually took like the hedge fund side and was like, okay, we limit how much like stock these people can buy. And I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. So if a hedge fund does it, it's like, it's fine. It's business is business. But when random people want to do what hedge funds do to the rest of us, suddenly it's illegal and unfair. That's that's shite. Want to say? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to say I'm pro-anarchy. I just want to say that I'm (laughs) anti-hedge (laughs) fund. I'm surprised you're not like saying more because I thought you would for sure be like against the capitalist hedge funds. Yeah, of course. I mean, I am, but like... We live in a capitalist world also. But yeah, I'm always down to like bring down White Ridge hedge fund guys who probably went to frats and they were like 
super fucking shitty honestly <laughs> dude no but i feel like one day you're just kind of like fuck capitalism i'm gonna live with nature and then the next day you're like oh that prada bag is cute honestly fml bro but i am trying to like let go of my materialistic ways speaking of materialistic ways we've reached 27 minutes <laughs> oh damn how what did we talk about i don't even know what we spoke about work-life balance and then stocks to wrap up our conversation today we spoke about the meme stock bubble then we spoke about work-life balance and i don't think we've really come to a conclusion on that i don't think we ever will and for the first 10 minutes what did we ramble about serial killers <laughs> serial killers <laughs> wow wow you remember in mind hunters there was that moment where they said that there's a theory that all the chaos within society and all the crime is a reflection of the discontent people have with the way things are yeah and i completely agree there you have it that's your answer <laughs> that's your conclusion <laughs> Why do we always sit and try to connect every single thing we talk we about? Can't. We had three so separate cute. segments. It's so cute. We try. But yeah. Anyways, before you go, um give me some new serial killer documentary recommendations. There's one about the Cecil Hotel where just a lot of dark shit happened. It's called The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. And ooh, haven't seen. Definitely, okay. you should watch it if you just want to see like a twenty to thirty minute breakthrough of like true crime stories, mm-hmm. some unsolved, some solved. Go check out Kendall Ray on YouTube. She is very well informed. She watches and reads a lot of like things about murder, and then basically breaks down events. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching a lot of her videos, and I'm really terrified to go back to San Francisco now. <laughs> damn but also yeah when you have time definitely check out on youtube ed's um like the real ed kemper is it his like interview like the real one actual footage just look at his eyes and tell me how you feel oh god i feel like i can't like this is gonna ruin me because he started out in berkeley but at the same time i just can't not watch it yeah and the thing is he's so bloody intelligent and talks of emotion but his eyes are so dead because he's a sociopath like, exactly but i don't know he talks to you in such a way he's he's a damn good sociopath because he spoke to the interviewer in a way where you could rationalize what he's doing you know what i mean like you can't rationalize it when you separate yourself from him but when you listen to him you're like yeah to him that makes sense like he's rationalized mm-hmm. it perfectly for himself and the power to do that jesus is just i don't know i guess you have to be a sociopath well you know what they say when you become a sociopath you either end up murdering someone or becoming a hedge fund ceo <laughs> perfect <laughs> see you guys in 2 weeks from now bye bye <laughs>